The show's about to start. Where are we going? Over the top. It's time to go over the top with Michelle Taylor Willis. Hello, hello, hello. What's up, Atlanta and everybody joining us on the iHeart Radio Network? It is over the top with Michelle Taylor Willis. And you guys know this is my very second, I was going to say very first, this is my very second uh, show on this station and I am so excited. I gotta say thank you so much to everybody listening. Everybody's driving in their cars right now on 1100 AM Real Radio and uh, you listened to the show last week. Thank you for having me, for having us, for having the team. We had a beautiful time last week. We had a lot of good fun. Um, The toughest part for me was just trying not to say curse words because you know, on internet radio, (laughs) you can say like whatever you want. And I had some people that were listening, and they were like, it sounded like you a couple times almost slipped, and I very well did. But they were like, you don't want to get fined, Michelle, on your first day on terrestrial radio, which is totally me. I'm like the worst employee. I'm the, an HR nightmare, which is why I have to work for myself. So I fire myself and hire myself, you know, depending on how good the days go. <laughs> anyway, guys, welcome back to According, uh, According, no, Over the Top with Michelle Taylor Willis right here on Real Radio, 1100 AM. All right. So for those of you who don't me, I'm just going to reintroduce myself again really quickly. I am Michelle Taylor Willis. I am first and foremost a wife and mother of four boys. Yes, I have all four boys in my house, which makes it incredibly interesting and energetic and amazing actually to be honest with you um but i'm known here in atlanta um, kind of as a media person media personality uh, entrepreneur and business owner i think most of the time people who introduce me that's kind of how they uh, they they say much nicer things to me but i i don't want to say those things i feel uncomfortable like saying nice things about myself is that bad do i have insecurity issues do you think no that's no. just like, no, okay. All right, just check them. Um, and so I also love, love, love empowering people. Um, I, if you follow me on Instagram, at Michelle Taylor Willis, or LinkedIn, at Michelle Taylor Willis, that's what you'll see. My tagline is empowering people to empower people. I just believe that we were put on the earth to be better so that we can make everybody else better, so that they can make everybody else better. And so this is just kind of like this domino effect of empowerment that has to happen and it starts with us. And so um, that's what I do, I empower people and I do it through media. Uh, I do it through this radio show. I do it through SoFu Lifestyle Magazine, uh, which goes out to a lot of the residents in South Atlanta. Uh, We do it through the According to Michelle TV show, which airs every Wednesday from four to 6 p.m. Eastern time. Um, on Amazon, Fire Stick, and Roku that's on the VTV network. So if you got Amazon or Roku, then absolutely you can check out the According to Michelle TV show. And then we lease billboards um, around Atlanta. So for me, it's about empowerment, and it's about making sure that small businesses have access to their clients through advertising. Um, and that is my media company, Ganyo Media. And that's what we do. We make quality advertising um, available for small businesses. And I just happen to be the face of all of that. So thank you to everybody who's been supporting me the last six and a half years. Um, And again, thanks to 
Real 1100 AM for bringing me on and trusting, you know, my show with your station. So a little bit about me. And I got to tell you, we had so much fun last week. We've got new segments on the show. We've got senseless shenanigans that'll be coming up at five o'clock where we basically look at the last week and see who acted senselessly. And we literally called them out on the show. Last week, we talked about people who made awful turkey, like Thanksgiving meals, right? I mean, like, they were awful. Somebody had pink goo on their turkey, and they were like, we promise it tastes good. Yeah, I showed that. Uh, yeah, we have pictures of that on in the Instagram stories. It was awful. Um, but, yes, yeah, so we got senseless shenanigans, and we also have... The Ask MTW, the Ask Michelle segment that comes up at five the five thirty, half hour. So you actually be able to call in. I'm gonna go ahead and give you guys a call in number. It's 404-603-8770. Take that number, hold it tight, and at five thirty you can call in. Um, you can talk to me. You can talk to my guest, who I'm gonna introduce here to you shortly, and um, you know you can get in on the conversation. I know that was one of the things on our last show. People would say, we want to call in, we want to talk to you. Well, now you got the opportunity to call in and talk. So if you don't use it, I'm taking it away. Kind of like my son's PlayStation 5 when they don't act right, right? <laughs> Treat you guys like my kids. All right, so listen, we've got a great guest, and I'm going to introduce him real quick to you guys um, before we before we jump into a break here in a few minutes. But I want to talk and intro this financial literacy piece, because that's what we're going to be talking about today, financial literacy and the lack thereof, right? The lack thereof. And feel free, you can jump in even before I don't introduce you. You can talk to him. You got that big mic oh, right yeah. in front of you. Oh, my gosh. You got a radio voice, too. Do you hear that? Say, oh, yeah, again. Oh, yeah. Oh, my gosh. This guy. If you guys, I hope nobody crashed. If you're listening on the real 1100 AM and you heard that voice, you're like, ah, another accident in Atlanta after hearing your voice, Prince. Um, but Prince Owens is is in the in the studio with us today, and we're going to really dive into what he's doing and what he stands for on the other side of this break. But financial literacy, and for those of you who've been following me for a while, you know education is kind of one of my things, especially education of our children and the lack of knowledge, financial financial literacy, financial knowledge in especially in the black population. Um, should it, we got to level up? We got to learn more. We got to do more. We got to apply more. We got to do all these things. And so Prince is going to be in here talking about how he has spent a good portion of his life talking about that and a new college here in the state of Georgia, which is built specifically around financial education. And and correct me if I'm wrong, Prince, but isn't it true like in other countries, like this is a, especially in, in some African countries, Financial education is, like, taught very early. Early on. I mean, like, really early. I mean, while we're getting Jenny and John to learn how to count pennies when they're seven, you know, these kids are investing in, <laughs> yes. you know, and in, in multimillion-dollar organizations. I mean, I'm exaggerating, obviously. But, I mean, we're so far behind in what it looks like for financial education here in the United States, right? We absolutely are lagging. It's interesting that you're talking about youth because in light of the fact that there are 15 and 16-year-olds that are testing and or qualified to become CPAs in parts of Europe is just astounding. So, all right. Like I said, I know we're going to dive into this, but you just said that. You just said 15 and 16-year-old CPAs. That's correct. In Europe. Yes, how is that even 
they, they start early. They start 10, 11, 12 years of age. Eight-year-olds. We're going to talk about it. Eight-year-olds knowing how to... They have the, they have the mental aptitude to be able to matriculate into a CPA program. All right, so rule number one, um, you can't use big words. Okay, I promise. Like no, I, won't do I know it we're talking again. about education. I, and, I won't do it and again. Knowledge and but like matriculation is okay. matriculation. That's multisyllabic. Okay, that's okay. A, there's okay. syllables that are going okay. into that. We gotta, I got it. I, gotta, I, I'm going to adjust. <laughs> I just did. I just made the adjustment. I assure you. I'm just messing with you. Okay. Yeah, yeah. But no, go ahead. What you saying? It's it's just that people are starting earlier in other parts of the world in terms of the education of people. And unfortunately, here stateside in North America, we're not providing the same opportunities. And then additionally, under-resourced, under, um, I mean, once you get into under-resourced and you get into people who are uh, uh, not provided with the same opportunities, you have these lag in education. For instance, the average median income for a white family is $188,200. The average median income for the same said family in America is roughly about $24,000. Wait, run those numbers back okay. for me again. The, the median income for an average white family, when you talk about wealth, is $188,200. That same family, African-Americans, are lagging eight times behind at $24,700. Okay. That's not even close. We're not even touching it. I mean, like, that, like, if we were talking in terms of, like, being on the earth and being in another, like, that's a whole other world. It's a different planet. It's a whole different planet. A whole different solar system. Right. Okay. But yeah, it's like that's real. going through black hole stuff. Oh, oh, oh that is more. <laughs> you see what I did there? Yes, you 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 did well. <laughs> but the amazing thing is, we have an opportunity to begin the process of educating people and expanding their financial literacy. Finan financial literacy is just simply understanding how your money works and how you can work your money. And we want to give you that as a gift. Oh, I see okay, what you did yeah, there. Yeah, see, y'all yeah. don't know what's coming, but just remember, gift. Yes. He said, he said that as a gift. Yes. He said every single letter in that because there's something coming that he's going to tell us about later. And you guys are going to be like, oh, oh yeah. I see what he did here. Okay, before we go to the break, let me just tell you guys a little bit about our friend here that is in the studio audience. We've got Prince Owens, and Prince is an educator, basically. What he has done is basically influence, empower, and educate everybody from zero to 100. And um, I think I, I, I'm putting words, you know, in your mouth, so to speak. But I think you truly are a leader's leader. That's the last line is in your bio. But a yes. leader's leader. Because leaders don't just train to get a job done. They train to empower to create new leaders. Absolutely. It's all about impartation. Right. Making transfers. I'm sorry. Big A words again. Didn't but I tell him? No, no, no. I'm back. I'm back. I'm back. <laughs> all I'm doing is whenever I encounter anybody that is willing to open their mind, I want to make a deposit. Mm. And that deposit moves you forward. That's all I'm attempting to do. Pushing and lifting all at the same time. Well, I know. So, first of all, you co-founded a Christian college. Yes, I did. 
You've been an educator. Absolutely. You co-founded several different things, institutions. Yes. Right. Um, you are literally a nationally nationally known leading influencer. Yes, I am. He's and an, I'm very good at it. Look too. at this. I love oh somebody God. who isn't afraid to yeah, give. Yeah, like, I, am. I mean, yes, give us all of your shine. Yes. yes. Here's what it is. I don't get paid for what I do. I get paid for what I know. And what I'm attempting to do is to empty myself out with everything that I know to anybody who's willing to to, to receive it, to take it and run with it. But that's part of So I think you're born with that, right? Yes. But you're a doctor of theology. Yes, I am. I'm, I, I'm, it's good for you that you run on my old show. Okay. This mouth is full. It's of okay, just, though. Like, it's just I words. Mean, they're just they don't matter, right? No, not at all. <laughs> Don't let that hang you up. See, it's this okay. Is from, yeah, see, this is from the pastor, guys. He yeah, says yeah. I'm good. You're cool. Good. <laughs> but we know that a lot of things you do are done based on, on faith. Yes. Right? And I think when you move within that realm, it's almost hard to mess up. It's not hard to mess up, but remember this about faith. Faith requires one to act. Faith in and of itself is 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 limiting. But if you act on it, then you get a manifestation. A manifestation is you start to make things happen. That's all it is. So uh, execution. That's it. Right. Like God can only work when you're willing to work. That's right? correct. He kind of lays it up for you. Yes. But you got to hit the ball. Oh, I like that layup part. He does lay it up for you. All you got to do is go and get it. You got to go and it's get it. It's a timing pattern, believe it or not. Yes. It's just being in the right place at the right time. Right. And if you turn, it's there for you. That's right. And I think sometimes... You know, when things are aligned and they're working, when we miss the messages, it stops working. Yes, it does. Right? Am I? And, and no, I, you, I know that sounds kind of hokey, no, no, you, you, right? You, I, you, you know think what? I could? Can I? You know, I I I help plan a church. Let me tell Atlanta, you something. So I do have it in me. I like it, and I love God. Yeah, we God are on good. Yeah, terms. yeah, yeah, yeah. You, you know? know what I like about you? You're an <laughs> untraditional. Uh, uh, you may sound. This may be weird to you. Okay, I'm ready. In the Roman Empire, they had something called an apostle, and the apostle was dispatched to go and secure territory. Mm -hmm. They were not only qualified, but they had all of the requisite things that were necessary Speak on it, in Prince. order to make it happen. Talk about your and girl. And so what you are doing is you are going into unconventional areas. You are challenging the broader, greater community that is out here. And believe it or not, what you have the ability to do is apostolic because you're a sent one. And because you're a sent one, you have the power to change culture, change history, change mindsets and attitudes. That's what you're doing. You're apostolic. Oh, my. Ap keep using the big words. Yeah, 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 we yeah, like yeah, the big yeah, words, yeah, friends, yeah, right yeah, here yeah. on Real 1100 yeah, AM. Over the top with Michelle Taylor Willis. We like the big words now make a lot of sense. You know, since he's talking about me, the big words, right? <laughs> it's all coming together now. So, listen, I, I appreciate you saying that. Um, you know, we this is the first time we've met, mm -hmm. right? And in the first, what, 15 minutes, 16 minutes now, you got all of that from me talking about you. Yes. It's discernment. Discernment. It's discernment. It's the ability to be in a room. It's the ability to be within touch of someone and to perceive, sense even, exactly who you're dealing with. That's all it is. Mm. It's, it, some people might call it emotional intelligence. EI. Yeah, yes, yeah. We, we just tapped in. That's it. Okay, I think we're, I mean, as far as I'm concerned, we can end the show right now. I think we've done all we, <laughs> I think we've done all we needed to do here, friends, on Over the Top with Michelle Taylor West. I'm just joking. I'm kidding. But no, I appreciate you saying that. But 
this is what we need. So this is the thing, being tuned in, being tapped in. Yes. I think all of us have the opportunity to be tapped in. And I think, you know, God, I call it God. People call it the universe. Yeah, yes. You know, whatever yes. you call it. For me, it's God. He gives this to all of us, and he gives us all the opportunities to play in this realm, to play in this space. And if we don't play in it, then he it's not that he takes it back, but it's like the power leaves you, so to speak. You know what I mean? Like, you got to be tuned in and ready to act. Yes. And if you do that, if you, it's kind of like, you know when you're sitting around and somebody, you think of somebody, and you're like, I need to call them. But you don't call them. Yes. And then, like, a week later, they fall ill. Yes. Or something happened to them. Yes. And if you had called, maybe you could have maybe circumvented sure. or, right? Sure. It's that same thing. Like, if you stop, if you don't act on those opportunities, the opportunities don't befall you anymore. Same principle. You just tapped into it again. It's the same exact principle. I'm not even trying. Uh, you're not supposed to try. It's already there. <laughs> Listen, let's say hey to some of our people that are tuning in here on Instagram. We've got hello, CY Young Coach. Hey, oh my gosh, we got a lot of people. I can't go through all these people. Let me just get the comment. What's up, La Bella Dana? Alexander Ming. I believe you know that guy. Oh, yeah, I love him. He is great. We got to have him back on the show, too. He was on the show a few months back, and he had a ball. Good. Yeah, he had a ball. Um, Alexander says, check your fine self out. I think he's talking to you. Oh, no, no. <laughs> <laughs> uh, what's up? Oh, we've got Africa in the house. What's up, Komolafi? Pastor C. Andrews. Hey there, how's it going? Jay Hamer, 4790, says, hello, to Prince. Do you know that guy? I don't know if I know him or not, but hello. Hello back. Royal Mindset Coaching. I love that name. Said hello. What's going on? Historically Black Sense. Hello. Art by Hodes. Andrea. Okay. A lot of different people here. I just always like to make sure when people are tuned in, and I can't see Facebook, we'll get to you guys next time. But when they come in, we want to make sure that we acknowledge them and, and let people know that we hear them. We see them in the comments. All of those great things. All right. So before we go to break, we got a whole lot of things that we're going to talk sure. about with you. But before we do, I want people to really understand a little bit about your background. So talk us through your upbringing real quick before we head out. I grew up in, in, believe it or not, in a place called Monterey, California. My father was in the military, spent three years in France. Oh, wow. That fundamentally changed my view and scope of the mm. world. Uh, left there. So I came back to the United States. I spoke French fluently. Tu parles français. Mais oui, et toi? Oui, et bien sûr. Good, good. So the other thing that happened is, is that I, I ended up going to, I, I moved from California. We moved to New Jersey, went to college in New Jersey, subsequently uh, went to college, had a great time. My father thought I should go into seminary, which I ended up doing. Mm. Uh, it was called Charles Harrison Mason Theological Seminary, which is now ITC. Uh, kept, oh, wow. kept going, kept going, kept going. I decided that I needed to get a doctorate. And the reason I wanted to get a doctorate is I wanted to fine tune everything that I had experienced. And then I decided I wanted to be a licensed Christian counselor. So I've done that, too. I've done so many things due to the grace of God that now I got to tell you a crazy story. Now, it will take 30 seconds. OK, it better because we got to go. I promise. I promise. Seconds. I promise. <laughs> I ran into a guy by the name of Alex Ming. Oh, gosh. That and, guy. Oh, my. 
my God, how fortuitous it was. Right. Once I met him, he said, listen, I'm getting ready to do this, do this, do this, do this. I said, listen, I'm your man. Let's go. So that's how we got to where we are today. Okay, awesome. Yeah, and we're going to talk about Alex and this big okay, new thing. Good. The gift yes. that you guys are giving Oh, the gift Georgia. that keeps on giving. The gift that keeps on giving, yes. yes. Depending on who you ask, you know, that could be a good or, <laughs> okay. or bad thing. You know, we won't go there. Guys, you're listening to Over the Top with Michelle Taylor Willis right here on Real 1100 AM. Shout out to everybody on Facebook, Instagram, at Michelle Taylor Willis following us. We have so much fun planned for today, but it's educational, it's inspirational, it's it's applicable, and you're going to learn all about it right here. We got Prince Owens in the house. Do not touch that dial. Don't touch your phone. We'll be right back. Michelle. Michelle. What's up, guys? We are back on Over the Top with Michelle Taylor Willis. Almost missed my my cue to come back in. I just happened to hear, like, something in the background that told me, uh, you should put the headphones back on, friends. Welcome back to According... No, it's not According to Michelle. How do I keep... Am I ever going to get this right? Like, how many times am I going to go through this? This is not According... This is Over the Top with Michelle Taylor Willis. See how over the top I am? That's why we call the show the name. Over the top with Michelle Taylor Willis. I tell you what I I will get right, though. We're on the real 1100 AM. That's right here, broadcasting live from Atlanta, Georgia. But if you're not in Atlanta, that's fine. Guess what? You can find us on iHeartRadio right now. If you are not in Atlanta and uh, and you ever want to listen, just go to iHeartRadio, type in real 1100 AM. It comes right up. 4 p.m. be my picture like this. Hey, guys. Hey, friends. Michelle Taylor Willis. All right, listen, guys, I got a couple things coming up. I will be on Business and Bourbon tonight. It might not be too late to register. You can go to businessandbourbon.live with my boy, Ronell Richards. I'm going to be speaking on a panel um, at 6.30 tonight, just talking about 2022 personal development, self-development, self-growth, and how we gear up to have an amazing 2022 So I'm very excited about that. Saturday night, I will be hosting a Night with the Stars. That's the Kevin Francis Foundation and Josh Powell's Foundation, 21 Reasons to Give. Both of these guys are former um, NBA stars. Josh has two rings, um, played with Kobe. um, And uh, and, and Steve is a former NBA All-Star. He played with the Rockets. And so they've come together, and they honor women in sports every year, which I think is amazing. So they're going to be giving out some incredible awards, honoring a lot of people on Saturday night, uh, a night with the stars. And it will be a night to remember uh, because, you know, if nothing else, I'll be there. You know, you're lowly and see Michelle Taylor Willis. So check me out there. If you have not seen it, you should be seeing it because I've been blasting it all over Instagram and I believe it is sold out. So kudos to them. Um, And so I'm excited to see what that night holds. All right. Prince Owens, the man, the myth, the leader's leader. Oh, my. Forget about what's happening tonight. Forget about what's happening Saturday night. What's happening right now is I got you in the studio. It's good to be here. Thank you. You have the most beautiful skin. Well, thank you. Your complexion is like, I mean, it's glowing. Well, I haven't looked at it recently. (laughs) You didn't see it since this morning? No, I didn't. (laughs) 
It's gorgeous. I'm sitting across from you, and you have beautiful skin. Thank you. You think it's the Florida sun? It might be the Florida sun, especially down around the uh, Palm Beach County area. I love it there. What brought you to Atlanta? You're not going to believe this. I was, I was at a job. I was working for a corporate company right there in Delray Beach, Florida, and all of a sudden, uh, I, I realized that I had reached the end of my journey. And what I did is one weekend, I went to my sister's home in Riviera Beach and I said, listen, I wanna see what I'm worth. And she said, send your resume out there. I sent the resume out on a Wednesday. That following Monday, I got a call to come to Atlanta for an interview. I moved here in 2000 of uh, October of 2000. And I came here and I've been here ever since. So fine. That's interesting. I yes. want to know what I'm worth. All right. Send your resume out. See how many people yes. bite, right? Yes. So your value is, I mean, it, 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 it obviously worked because I yeah. ended up coming to Atlanta. And guess what? I came here on a free ride. They paid for everything. One of the things that I challenged myself and I also challenged uh, my, my leading in the whole process, I said that if I asked them for one thing, I am not going to go. If they tell me no on anything, I wasn't going to go. Mm. They told me yes on everything. They agreed to the salary. They agreed to moving me. They agreed to putting me up in a hotel for three months. They said yes to everything. So why wouldn't I come? So I love what you said about this. And then I know we got we to gotta get into it. But there's so many lessons that when we get, when I get people on over the top with yes. Michelle Taylor Willis, one of the things we do is bring in over the top people, people that perform over the top, people yes. that ask for things yes. over the top, right? Yes. The people that have over the top yes. confidence and yes. over the top faith. Yes. That's what we do to inspire other yes. people to live over the top. And what I love about what you just said is, you know, you walk around with an air of confidence, right? With an air of confidence. What's the worst they could say? No. And if they say no, that's fine. So what? Right? Yeah. Yeah. What are you going to do? Nothing. Nothing. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Yeah. But I had a conversation with a friend of mine this morning who's a business owner, and I asked her, I said, what rooms would you walk into, right? What questions would you ask? What things would you say if you had no fear? Let me, well, let's start right there. Number one, have you ever gone to an interview and you took the interview over? That's right. Instead of you That's waiting right. for them to ask questions, I basically interviewed them the whole time. I've consistently done it. I've gone to a city council meeting for the very first time in my life ever on an invite. I got there, looked at the podium and said, hey, I can do that. A year later, I was there. I've always had the ability to make a decision that I wanted to do something and with God's help, it would come to pass. You got to push. If you push hard enough, the whole world will stand by and step aside mm. and let you go. Say in. it again. If you push hard enough, the whole world will step aside, move to the side and let you walk in. They're looking for people who know what they want. They know the direction that they're going to walk in and they'll let you do it. I love no fear. You, I love that. If you if you push hard enough, yes. people will put, move aside and let you and move let forward. You, walk. you are so right. And yes. the problem is, you we don't push hard enough. Yeah, yeah, and that's just. Or wait a minute. And the we're slightest, scared. The slightest bit of adversity you or push back. back. No, right. I'm not gonna do it. I need it. I want it. I gotta have it. Right. What Audrey you gonna Thomas do? Tell me says no. yes. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. Yes. And for everybody listening out here on Real uh, 1100 Real um, AM, I want you to digest what he's saying because there's an air of confidence, right? And I think, you know, for me, again, as a godly person, I feel like my dad runs the universe. 
so what can you really what what can you do to me there are no (laughs) limits there are no limits except for the ones that are self-imposed yes so speaking of limits on the break we were talking a little bit about education and the limits that the educational system has kind of put on us yes why is how did education become such an important part of your journey Early on, uh, my parents instilled in in us and my siblings, they instilled in us an attitude that we were to be more, that we could expect more and that we were to be more. And it was part of the way they had an expectation that we were going to pursue education. Mm. And so that stayed with me from, 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 oh, oh, the other big thing that my parents insisted on, they insisted on us having varying experiences, not just one set of experiences. So they got me involved in everything until I found out, oh, that's what I like. Oh, that basically is driving my, my leadership quotient. And so all of those things are happening. All of those things are happening. So my parents just pushed it and just kept pushing it. And they had an expectation that I wasn't going to fail. And so when I walked in, yeah, I might have been down. I might have had some hard times, but my father always pushed me up. I got to tell you a crazy thing my father did, Please. and it stays with me today. One summer, my father felt that I was being defiant. That was his word. Mm-hmm. That He asked me to do something, and I said, Dad, I don't really think I really want to do that. How old were you? I couldn't have been more than about nine years old. Okay. And so he said, well, you're being defiant. I didn't know what defiant meant, but he says, you're not being cooperative. And I, see where you get I don't the big, like the way the you're talking. Words, the yes. big words from. Well, here's where the big words came from. My father at 10 years of age restricted me for a 10 week period in the summer. My father bought the New York Times newspaper. He forced me to read the New York Times newspaper. I read the New York Times newspaper. My father insisted on one thing only. If you find a word that you do not understand, you need to know what the definition is and be able to use it in its proper context. My vocabulary over a two-year period excelled. It was was off the charts, all because of that single time of punishment, Mm. he called it. But it wasn't punishment. It was a learning experience for me. And so ever since then, I've been excelling. And so th- and that also plays into this education. Everything right? with love education. education. I love education. I love to be able to learn new things. I learned, my father did something else. We traveled a lot. Mm-hmm. I've been over to Europe. We stayed in France. We were in Germany. We were in Spain. We were in Iceland of all places. Mm. And during that time, we, my father, my parents insisted that we be part of the education process not on the army basis, but we stayed off base each and every time and had to force to learn the language, force to learn the culture, and it broadened my understanding. And sometimes the best education comes when you have to do it, when you don't have another option. There were no options. Right? We when had to do no what other... we had to do. So how many languages do you speak? I speak really two languages. One is English and one is French. Probably could have could have learned more, but those are the only two that I seem to thrive in right yeah so question for you how important do you think foreign language is in education development of the youth brain um 
application of knowledge, all of those things. Okay, so let's talk about early childhood development just for a second. Okay. Think about this. There is something called dendrites. Uh-huh. These are the pathways whereby an individual establish, what would I say, establish the, the, the mapping, the, 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 the physical uh, uh, mapping of learning. Mm-hmm. So the dendrites, when they are, when they're ripe, let's just use that term and break it all the way down. When you're between the ages of zero and five, you can learn anything. anything. If, right. if, wait a minute. We, we were talking about this earlier. It's possible to go to parts of Eastern and Western Europe where you have people speaking a minimum of three languages. Mm-hmm. I, I have a relative right now who is in Paris and she speaks five languages. And I'm saying to myself, how did that happen? She started when she was eight and nine years of mm-hmm. age. Between zero and five, and this is to everybody that will dare listen, push your child to learn yes. other languages. Yes. Push your child. Wait a minute. Shut the tube off. That's Shut right. all of this digital stuff down. Make make them, encourage them to read and have other experiences other than that television. Right. That's how you do it in terms of education. That's You're right. going to, you, listen, whoever you are, parents, you are going, grandparents too, you are going to stumble on something that triggers your child to be pushed, motivated, and purposed into what what their passion is That's and what it. they were do. I'm so glad we got to take a quick break here. I'm so glad that you said that though, because one of the chapters, two of the chapters in my book, you just yes. said one is teach your child a foreign language. Okay. The other one is fuel their passion. Oh, I like it. And if you do it right, yes. that passion is going to come out yes. automatically. Yes. Right? It might take a little bit, but whenever you see it, yes. you got to push them into that passion All instead day. of what we want yes. their passions to be, right? Yes. Guys, oh, this is so good. Yeah, yeah. I like you. So good. you I like me? you. I oh, my God, I like you. I like you, too. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> Guys, you're listening to the Over the Top with Michelle Taylor Willis. We got Prince Owens there. We're on Real 1100 AM. If you're following me, LinkedIn, Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, whatever, at Michelle Taylor Willis. Don't touch any of those mediums. Please don't touch that dial if you're driving. We will be right back more with Prince Owens. Michelle. Michelle. What's up, what's up, what's up? That's Cha-Cha-Cha. We're coming in on one of my favorite songs ever. I used to rap that song at the beginning of every one of my old shows. I think MC Light is like literally the dopest female that you've heard thus far. It's Over the Top with Michelle Taylor Willis on Real 1100 AM right here. We're broadcasting live in almost downtown Atlanta, I guess Midtowns, West Midtown. I don't even know what this area of town called, but we are in the city of Atlanta, Georgia. And you can listen to us on iHeartRadio also, guys. All you got to do is go in, search Real 1100 AM, search for uh, search for that station, and you'll find, according to Michelle, at well, every Wednesday at 4 p.m. Right there, every single Wednesday. It's amazing. So I figured... 10 to 15 people are listening to us right now. So we have a long way to go to get to all of those 128 million people. Yes. But we will get there. Yes. I know that we can do it. We got Prince Owen. I want to call him by his whole full name because this sounds so regal. And and if you're following me on socials, at Michelle Taylor Willis, you can actually see this man. When you look at him, his whole name is going to make sense. Let me, let me say the whole thing. Dr. Prince Edward Owens III. Oh, 
My goodness. You sound like you should have a crown on your head and like draped in purple robes. Is that fair? It it sounds like it's fair, but I wouldn't go that far. I think I would. Oh my God. Dr. Prince Edward Owens the third. Oh yeah. Do you have a son? I have a son who's the fourth. Is he the fourth? I was gonna say, oh, how yeah. far out are y'all gonna go? It's like No, 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 King that's Henry. it though. That's it. That's it. He's the fourth. He's he, done. He's, that's it. How do you know he might want like Well, he has a daughter my granddaughter, so he hasn't had a son. Okay, so we're okay. So but what if he does? Well, I'm gonna accept it. <laughs> <laughs> why the why do you wanna stop at four though? I don't know. I just it it's 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 been as much a burden, I'm sure, for him as it was for me. Because everybody says, Oh, I know some I know a dog named Prince. Oh gosh. Jeez oh. <laughs> <laughs> LP. I, I'm telling you, I've I've experienced it all. Or Princess. Okay. All kinds of stuff happened during that time. So you but, just you want the torture to stop. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. But I don't mind the name though. But it's it's a beautiful it, name. It's a son of a king. It is a son of a oh, king. Oh yeah. Not just a prince. Oh yeah. Right? You said yes. I did there? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. You yeah. did good. Yeah, see, I'm connecting all kind of synapses are firing. Yes, which is yes. Crazy. I like that. Um, all right, so let's pick back up where okay. we left. So we were talking about the value you know, um, um foreign language and education and young minds and getting to these minds as early and quickly as possible so that we can train them how to think past five, right? It is interesting that we're talking about this because what we're talking about doing is fundamentally changing traditional education. Right. Traditional education has not worked in North America. Uh, we have to look at some of the educational models across uh, the world. Um, students between zero and five can ascertain more, they can learn more, they have the capacity, that's just it. We need to stop thinking that children don't have the capacity mm -hmm. to learn multiple languages. Mm -hmm. uh, the technology, the educational technology now that is available uh, is much faster. You ever seen a, a, a five-year-old child basically negotiate a telephone? Oh, yeah. So, I mean, it's all there. They're right. all there. What if I told you that they're already hard hardwired right. in order to be able to uh, assimilate a lot of the information that is available. Everything is accelerating in the world right now. And my God, the smaller the, the, the transistor, the, the, it increases knowledge exponentially. Mm. So we're in the right place at the right time. You and I are in the right place at the right time because there's been this burst of information and you gotta get what you can get. Guess what? Spit the bones out, chew the meat. Mm, Keep spit going. the bones out, oh, chew yeah. the meat. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's here. It's available for us. So I'm glad. This, this is a great transition. Money. Yes. We know that we are behind educationally, right? Because we've been teaching, so to speak, the wrong way. Yes. And if that's the if we're doing that in schools, then clearly this money piece and the way that we're taught money, how money works, what money is, why it's valuable, that's all wrong too, right? Yes. And so if you talk about, if you think about people, and you think about black people, for instance, right, where we we control the dollar, but we don't control the dollar. 
Michelle Taylor Willis. You just stumbled on something. Say it again. Just Michelle, let the people know. Listen, know. Yeah, listen. <laughs> Michelle Taylor Willis, you just stumbled on something. African American people generate $103 billion a year in America. Mm-hmm. And yet we are not handling our business as individuals and we're not handling our business as families and certainly not as a people a people group mm-hmm. here in 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 America we're under resourced and we're underserved in terms of our financial education we're spending money we're consumers and all we're doing is we're consuming 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 and you can buy whatever you want to want to buy i mean we're in america but there's something called lifestyle. Mm-hmm. There's also something called future that we can engage with and we need to be engaged as a community because with that kind of income coming in, where is it at? It's, it's, it's like a vacuum sucking all of our money away. Mm. And so they value us because we have that kind of spending power, but they we are devalued because we don't do anything don't. with it. So let me start with one fundamental question. What is money? Well, money is a whole lot of things, but let me answer your question. Money is nothing more than a currency that allows you and I to participate in transactions. Where do people get wrong with how they define money? Well, I think they look at it as as not what it is. It's their perception of the money. Mm. So they look at they look at the money and they look at things. And so there's this correlation between money and things. Mm. And so that's that's a materialistic view. But money should be more than just a thing. It should be more than a car, should be more than a shirt, should be more than a pocketbook. It's 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 you, you've got to you've got to you've got to desensitize yourself from looking at money as associating with stuff. Uh, that's that's where our area mm. is as a community. It's I mean, there's nothing wrong with understanding that, but it's more than that. It's greater than that. It's it's welfare. It's safety. It's security. It's um, a lifestyle. I mean, when I talk to people about lifestyle, they don't really know what I'm talking about for the most part. But lifestyle, lifestyle speaks to your future. Lifestyle, lifestyle speaks to destiny, and it also speaks to your purpose. Let's go the let's go this route for a moment. The average person has dreams, absolutely. But those dreams are limited by the inability to harness your spending power. Right. That's it. Right. <clears throat> so there's this this word that came up earlier today. Um, I was having a, uh, a little bit of a political meeting, right? And we were talking about mobilization. Yes. Okay. And mobilizing communities to get behind candidates so that agendas could be pushed forward. Yes. Which, as a community, we haven't always done. And I would liken the conversation that we're having now about money to that. Okay. Right? A mobilization of money. Yes. Of what money is, of what it means, of what we do with it, how we use it, how we um, repurpose it. Yes. And if we all got on the same page... And depending, that I mean, black, white, yellow, whatever, right? And mobilized our thoughts and our patterns and our habits to push and to use our money. I, I, it would just, it, it, 
everything would change. Like, everything, right? You are talking like a revolutionary. Who's paying you to say all these no, nice things no, about me? No, I mean, no, seriously, no, guys, no, I'm probably no, listening. It's no. over the top with Michelle Taylor Willis. You're listening to Real 1100 AM. I have not, this is the first time I've ever yes. seen this man in my life. I did not tell him to say yes. any of these things, I promise. Yeah, yeah. You're, you're, you're talking like a revolutionary, somebody who basically wants to cause an earthquake, someone who wants to call us cause a tsunami within these communities, these people groups. Here's what you just suggested. You suggested that if the under-resourced and underserved people in North America would come together and they understood the power that they operate in with respect to the amount of currency that they have control over, currency controls the politics, currency controls government, currency controls every aspect of our lives. If they understood it, if we understood it, one of the things that we want to do is we want to basically, like you're doing, you're bringing a broader understanding of money and the implication of money. Mm -hmm. Understanding it for what it really is. Money is an influencer. Mm -hmm. And so why not come together with a strategy, come together with a policy that incorporates what we desire to do and put your money behind it. Right. That's the key. Which sounds, <clears throat> when we say it, it sounds like, oh, it doesn't sound so bad, right? We get a whole bunch of people in the room, everybody talk about it, figure out what we're going to do, and then we just do it. It's, That's, it's it, 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 it is simple. The, the, the problem, though, is, or the challenge, not the problem, the challenge is, is that so many people are distracted by the, all of the voices that are going on mm-hmm. in our head. And it requires a singleness of purpose. It, it requires a singleness of understanding that we are all locked into a single moment of destiny where our survival is depending on it. Guess what? Until we start doing it, we're lagging further and further and further behind. Our survival depend. That's what you just said. We got to take a quick break. Our survival depends, depends on, on it. it. We have to move like our de- our survival depends on it. Yes. Okay. I'm going to put a pin right there. in that. Okay. Uh, you're saying so many incredibly power things yes. here on Real 1100 AM with uh, Michelle Taylor Willis here on the Over the Top Show. I'm... Wow, this is crazy. Okay, we're going to take a quick break. Okay. We're going to come back with senseless shenanigans. Somebody did something Z, and you're going to get blasted today on senseless shenanigans. I want to I be part of this. I, will, I do, too. I can't wait to see what it is. My Jarell is typing. Come on, Jarell. I know. Jarell, get it together. <laughs> Guys, you're listening to Real 1100 AM. It's Over the Top with Michelle Taylor Willis. Don't touch anything. We'll be right back. Michelle. 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 Take this one here for me and my DJ. What's up, guys? What's up, what's up, what's up? We're back over the top with Michelle Taylor Willis. Yes, that's right. We're back. We're back. We're back. I know you're like, why is she gone? It's taking her so long. I haven't gone far, friends. If you're on your evening drive getting back home, it is, what, 5.07? You got another 53 minutes with us, so we're not going too far. But it, the time does go fast. I just appreciate you guys jumping in and listening on Real 1100 AM. I heart listeners. I appreciate you finding me out here. We hope we're giving you great content. But really, 
inspiring you to learn and open your minds because I got somebody sitting right across from me who was like, if you are willing to just listen, I will impart knowledge on you. And let me tell you something. He is doing all the things right now, all the things we've got. I got to say his whole name. I love this. Dr. Prince Edward Owens III, who was talking all things, education, uh, (laughs) divinity, uh, financial literacy, which we are diving into right now. Um, And I want to circle back to that because when we went on break, before we do senseless shenanigans, I just want to, we put a, 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 a pen. pen. Yes. Do you remember what we put a pen in? You're going to tell me. Because he doesn't remember. Oh, my gosh. I don't either. I do remember, actually. Okay. You said, let me get the, um, the sur- our survival depends on it. If we, if we acted on things like our survival depended on it, it would spur change. We'd act differently. But we don't. Now, do we not know that our survival depends on it? Do we know and just not, or do we think we don't just really believe? Or do we know and we just don't care? I think all of the above. I think we have a segment within our society that is unaware. We also have a segment in within our community. Let's talk about our community. Mm. Uh, all of us are living the oppression and we're living uh, this this thing called under the radar. Uh, one of the things that is happening right now is so many of our people don't understand that they do have power if they were to get the knowledge. The other thing is everything in North America involves politics. Mm. They don't have to listen because we're disenfranchised and they keep us disenfranchised. What we're attempting to do is, like yourself, I, I, I'm, I'm, I've been checking you out the whole time. <laughs> and what you're doing is you're pushing up against the edge of, of, of everything, asking the right questions, making the right comments. And eventually, we're going to have enough people who have and express a willingness mm-hmm. to listen and to move forward with this strategy that you're talking about. So I know it's not just me, and I know a lot of people feel this way. It's just a matter of getting enough of the right people with position yes. and power. Yes. Access. Yes. Intention. Yes. To be able to actually do something. That's you know? correct. Um, and that's not, as you know, not always easy. Okay. It's senseless shenanigans time, and I'm glad that you guys are here uh, listening according to Michelle, nope, you're not listening according to me now. See what I did right there? I said the wrong name. I did, my intern is like, oh, my gosh. Almost went a whole segment and had it right. I know. Hearts, hearts, hearts. Over the top with Michelle Taylor Willis and uh, right here on Real 1100 AM. All right, so we got the segment we do called Senseless Shenanigans. Shenanigans! Right? Shenanigans! <laughs> Shenanigans! Every week we want to make sure we pull somebody who sounds just ridiculous. They've done something crazy over the last week. And, uh, and we put the senseless shenanigans crown on their head. And this week, it's the chick that broke into Drake's house. So apparently, somebody, long and short of it is, a woman broke into Drake's house. What? Oh, this was in 2017. The lawsuit's now. The lawsuit's now. So in 2017, she actually broke into Drake's house and locked herself in a room, drank all of his finest wine and liquor. I don't know, it sounds like something from the 1700s. She drank... 
a specific room in his house and you know i guess she was just there for a long period of time because drake wasn't even home he was out doing his thing either in canada or touring you know how he is right but when it happened to the security shame on them they dropped the ball um i think it took about a total of a half an hour maybe to finally find her in there and drunk when, as a skunk yeah and um th- and <laughs> they didn't, of course like you said they didn't say what type of liquor was used but you could definitely i mean it's drake it's maybe you know the hennessy vsop it's not you know isn't it's not any of your your casamigos your regular stuff which well casamigos is, is actually pretty good it is good but okay it is. but i no, feel you it is. i feel you no, no okay. there's no shame hey if that's a diss i'm dissing myself <laughs> um so she did all that and then she comes back three years later, four years later, Yep. Um, and sues him? Yeah, because Drake was nice enough not to sue her. The world may never know. Um, or maybe maybe we will know one day. But um, yeah, nice enough not to sue her. He didn't press charges. Nope. And uh, literally now she's coming back out as if she's the victim and suing Drake for a whopping $4 billion. Oh, my God. For, she, that's senseless. Is that not the dumbest crap you've ever heard? I mean... I thought PJ Washington went out crazy, but that no, this is yeah, this, this is this different. Trumps that. This yeah, I mean, of course, we all know she, you know. Long story short, the money may never come to daylight, but the fact that it's still a thing. And like, she says, wow. and and he said, I've never met this chick. I have he, no idea. He didn't know her name. Now he never said he never met her because you know Drake. He's probably met a lot of people that he just can't. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> sure. But he no did shade, say I mean, he know. did say that he never knew her name, and for whatever reason, I believe it. You believe him? I do, I do. Do y'all believe Drake? I don't know. If you're watching Instagram, Facebook, at Michelle Taylor Willis, if you are driving down the road and you're listening to Really 1100 AM of Over the Top with Michelle Taylor Willis, you're going to have an opportunity to call in 404-603-8770 in our next segment, the Ask Michelle segment. Let us know. Is Drake telling the truth? Does he not know her name? Is there any credence to what this woman is saying? But even if there is... Four billion dollars? You're assuming that's just senseless. That, I can't even talk about it. That's anymore. his whole it's career. Just, oh, I mean, wow. it's just, I mean, like seriously, it doesn't even make any sense. You broke into my house, friend. And you know, just to everybody look out, if you got a cousin named Misha Collins, you need to contact her now. This is the woman we are speaking of. Oh gosh, <laughs> oh, oh jeez. Misha Collins. I said it once. I'll say it twice. Goodness <laughs> gracious! Thank you guys. That's our handy dandy intern, Jarrell. Thank you so much, Jarrell. Appreciate of course, that. Of so, so speaking of, of senseless, back on this um, this financial this financial education piece and learning and teaching how what money is and how money works, right? Um, Brand new college that is coming up, Gift. Yeah. And we were talking about this. If you heard us in the very first segment, you heard us mention Gift. You said that you can have a gift. Oh, yeah. Right? Which stands for Georgia Institute of Finance and Technology. And the whole basis of this actual uh, university is early financial education, early financial literacy to basically mimic and emulate what's being taught in other prosperous countries where you can literally graduate from college at 15 or 16 and be a a CPA, not a bookkeeper, not an account, a certified public accountant, right? Absolutely. Right here in Atlanta, Georgia. Absolutely. So as we're diving in to learn more about the school, I got to ask you, how do we begin to teach about money differently? Here, let me let me just give you a kind of a of a broad definition of financial literacy. It's okay. the possession of a set of skills and knowledge that allow for the individual to make informed, effective decisions about any financial resource. 
All right. That's financial literacy. Okay. Which means that where do we begin? We begin, believe it or not, in grade school. Zero. How about at home? Yeah, 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 yeah. But 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 the the safest place right now is let's let's hit them at the school level. Right. Let's right, go right, right to the school level. The other thing that's happening. This is a real interesting thing. You're gonna like this. In um, across the country right now, there's a six percent decrease in the numbers of people who are actually going to college. So the enrollment is down, and mm. so as a result, is that do we think that has something to do with COVID? It has something to do with COVID, but it also has something to do with the following: less and less people are actually going into community colleges mm. because people between the ages of 18 or 20 have decided that they want to go into the marketplace first, get a job, and or find a vocation that will yield money. Hmm. That's going on. As a result, what's happening is colleges and universities are focused primarily on now adult education and believe it or not, entrepreneurships. Mm -hmm. And so those those are the kinds of things that are happening within the college communities uh, to repurpose the way in which we basically pursue education. So what impact is that going to have on how we approach Financial well, education. Well, now you're, you're get, getting into Georgia Institute of Finance and Technology. What's happening is Georgia Institute of Finance and Technology has decided that what we would like to do is be right on the vanguard of generating a new way in order to pursue financial literacy. We want to do it online. We want to do it in person. We want to basically hook up with, with uh, enterprise agreements with the premier uh, curriculums in the country right now. Becker happens to be a, hmm. a, a, a curriculum that we can utilize to teach people uh, uh, CPAs, MBAs. I mean, all of those curriculums we're bringing together for the purpose of bringing education to uh, students. High school, junior college, graduate level. That's where we're going right now. So what's the goal? The goal is, is that we want to become a college, a university. Uh, when I say university, we want to become a undergraduate and graduate school that provides financial designations for people who are uh, in the areas of finance and, and accounting. Mm. The other thing that we're doing, I want you to know this, this is interesting, 70% of all of the digital transactions that are taking place in the United States are taking place right here in Atlanta. Wait a minute. Stop the press. Yeah. Wait. 70% of all wire transfers, digital transactions that are taking place in the United States take place right here in Atlanta. Okay. Wait a minute. Yep. That's like almost all of them. Almost all of them are coming seven through out Atlanta. Of t- seven out of ten are wire com- transfers. Are coming right through Atlanta through the Federal Reserve right here in Atlanta. It's called FinTech, Finance Tech right. and Technology. Right, right, it's right. happening right here in Atlanta. Which, so let me tell you what's so interesting about this is because we didn't, so FinTech, I mean, you know, this this is the this is the buzzword now, right? Yes. And when you think of anything finance and anything technology, theoretically we think, and I mean, not, traditionally, we automatically associate white male with that, right? Yes. If you go 10, 15 years ago, I mean, a black woman in finance and a black woman in technology, a white woman 
in any of these spaces was like unheard of. Like yes. you, you, she was blazing the trail. Yes. But really, black, and we've seen, especially here in Atlanta, this is why this is so amazing to me. In Atlanta, we have seen a boom in blacks in tech and blacks in fintech just in the last like three yes. to five years. Yes. So the fact that now you are saying Atlanta is the hub, almost all of the transactions digitally that happen in the United States happen in Atlanta. Downtown this Atlanta. Is, where this is the hub of black finance. Yes. Of black technology. Yes. And the marriage of both of those things. Yes. All coming together. That's crazy. Yes. It, and, and the thing is, it's real. It's real. And we want to take advantage of it. <sighs> So, okay, golly, let me back up. I had no idea of those numbers, so okay. I'm baffled by that. Okay. It's exciting, but still baffling, right? Yes. So then it makes sense that the hub of all financial and technological education should start right here in Atlanta. It, it, it should, because here's what we want to do. We want to get, we want to become the leaders in providing CPAs. We want to become the leaders uh, for uh, uh, whether it's CPAs, whether it's CMAs, whether it's CHAs, whether it's uh, planners, whether it's you said CHAs. Uh-huh, all What's of these. Oh, wait a minute, I have all of these. Are I'm like, chartered. you know, we don't. Uh huh. Okay, I got, you, I, got you, I got you. 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 These are our uh, certified financial planner, which is a CFP. CFP CPA yep. is the the accountant or the controller. Uh, MBAs, you know what those are. Mm -hmm. Certified financial analysts is another area. Mm -hmm. uh, all of these things, we want to provide those designations, provide the training and the education for all of those designations for anything in the area of finance and accounting. And you're saying we can do that? We're we are doing it. it what, the at, fall of 2022, right here in Atlanta. Fall at wow, and when these kids and th this is starting at like. 13, 14 we're years talking, old? We're looking to identify 12 to 13 to 14 year olds in their high school or middle school who have the aptitude in order to be able to fit all of these designations. We will pull them out of the school, form partnership agreements with the education centers, bring these students into our, our institution. It's already happening in Europe. Okay, we got to take another a quick break. I just, okay, I want you guys to hear me. If you're listening really 1100 AM, you're sitting in your car somewhere, iHeartRadio, Facebook, Instagram. In the fall of 2022, actually happening now, GIFT, the Georgia Institute of Finance and Technology, is looking for 12, 13, 14-year-olds to basically put through this program so that yes. in four years, they will be CPAs, In CPTs, position to be able to do to all do of the above. Okay, we got to put another pin in it. I got to take a quick okay. break. Oh, my gosh. I got to take a quick break. Yes. You're listening to Over the Top with Michelle Taylor. And this is Over the Top. This is why we call the show Over yes. the Top. Because yes. all of this is Over the Top. But is it really? Is it It is. Really? Listen, you're on the cutting edge. Cutting edge, Oh, man. my God. Don't touch. You're sagacious. That's all I got to say. Sagacious. You're absolutely sagacious. I don't even know what that means, but thank oh you. My. And I agree 100%. <laughs> Guys, don't go anywhere. We'll be right back with more Over the Top with Prince Owens, Dr. Prince Owens. Yes. Michelle Taylor Willis right here. We'll be right back. Thank you. Michelle. Michelle. What's up, guys? What's up? What's up? We are back, and it is time 
for the Ask Michelle segment on Real 1100 Radio right here with Michelle Taylor Willis on the Over the Top Radio Show. And so I'm going to ask a question, actually, and you can call in. The number is 404-603-8770. So feel free to call in. You can ask Dr. Owens here, the leader's leader, but this is the guru of education and specifically financial education here um, and ask him a question or me. But we had a question that came in on Instagram and thanks to all of my Instagram followers, Facebook followers at Michelle Taylor Willis. Um, the question is, how can we empower women to be more financially free? Can you take that, Dr. Owens? I, I, I like that. First of all, women need access to capital first and foremost. A good example is, is the fact that of the Fortune 1000 companies that are in uh, the United States, in the world, 450 of those companies have their corporate headquarters right here in metropolitan Atlanta. Additionally, many of those corporations do not have executive level management that consists of women. That's a first step. The other thing is women who, I, I don't even know how to say it any better than this. Believe it or not, women are at the apex at this particular time of their influence to mm -hmm. the broader society. Right. Let's use a, another example. In the state of Virginia, 58% of the white women in Virginia put the governor in the governor's house right there in Virginia. Women have that same power and ability all over the country, especially here in Georgia. They've got that they've got that influence. Women have got to come together. Women have got to stick together and they have to vote as a block. And that will help control. That's the key. That's the key. OK, so do you hear that, Ray? Women have to get together. Women have to stick together and vote as a block because That's that it. will help empower them to really be able to have access to that capital. Absolutely. And once we have access to the capital, then we can control everything else. Oh, okay. I love the wow. Jeez, oh, Pete, you, uh, you laid else. it out on that. Yes. But I mean, it, that, that's true, though, for everybody, right? We were talking about mobilization. That's just another mobilization well, effort, right? It, of course, it's a mobilization effort. But the other thing is, is this. There are some there there are some specific issues that women need addressed. And men don't have the right to step in and make choices and decisions uh, that women uh, how women choose to live their lives. And so I, I think that women have to find out what their agenda is, have an agenda, have a strategy and pursue, pursue, pursue. Mm. You heard it here first, Ray. I hope that answers your question. Find, get the agenda, find the agenda, get together, stick together, mobilize, vote as a block. Get access to that capital once you control whoever you put in office. You better control it. <laughs> and move from there. Guys, we can take another question, 404-603-8770. Feel free to call in, or if you're on Facebook or Instagram, you can type in your question, and we'll make sure we get it answered. Okay, so I wanted to go back and just dive more into gift. Okay, so if people have students that they want to, well, let me back up here. How do we know that it's okay to put somebody, one of our kids in this school? I mean, in terms of accreditation and being recognized by, I mean, cause anybody can start a college, but you know, if you graduate from the university of, you know, black and red doors, what kind of credence does that have, right? I'd like to think that if you know anybody between the ages of 12 and 15, 
that has an aptitude for numbers, just numbers, I think that you need to contact contact us at Gift. Uh, you really need to. If if one of the things that we plan on doing is we're going to all of the in fact we're starting in our backyard first. We're going to Fulton County. We're going to Clayton County. We're going to. Um, Wait a minute, wait a minute. Spalding County. In other words, we're hitting this metropolitan area, our backyard, and we're looking for these students right up front. So how do, but how can parents feel safe that, I mean, are they completely getting pulled out of the school system? Is this an adjunct thing? And then what about the accreditation process and all that stuff? Oh, I like that. That's a great question. We have already started the accreditation process. We've started the accreditation process through a accreditation agency called TRAX. Mm-hmm. TRAX is now the, the primary accreditation uh, facility for all HBCUs here in the United States. Uh, we also are going through SACS-CAC, which is a local accreditation uh, facility that uh, is here in the southeast. We're starting that process. Additionally, one of the things that we are doing in order to gain traction and get uh, access to is we are ha- we are getting ready to sign an agreement with Clark Atlanta University uh, as well as Mars Brown absolutely College. Absolutely going to happen? Yes, absolutely it is absolutely gonna. going to happen. Okay. Uh, one of our board of governors has already discussed it with the president of Clark Atlanta University, and it's a go. Mm. Wow. So we're ready. So we are ready. It's real. So so is it okay? So back to my original question. So is this is the child being completely yanked out out of their school and now this, or is it an adjunct kind of parallel educational? It, it's just like any other dual enrollment program. So dual enrollment. Yes, it Got is. It. Okay. It's a dual okay. enrollment okay. Uh, facility. Additionally, a lot of what we're talking about is doing it online. Uh, okay. We also will be embedded on the campus of Clark Atlanta University and, and Morris Brown. And so you're going to have a combination, a hybrid, where you basically are doing online as well as coming into the classroom. So talk to us about what a day or a week looks like for this. So, so I have a, I, actually, I have a, thir- I have a 13 and a 15 year yes. old, to be honest with you. Now I think about it, I'm like, hmm. Um, what does the application process look like? And it- then... Here's what we're going to do. We're basically going to form a partnership with a lot of these boards of education locally, in addition to help them to identify those who are definitely uh, candidates uh, for this particular type of dual enrollment program. In addition to that, what we will do is we will invite their parents uh, to our campus uh, to meet uh, our professors as well as to Uh, get an idea of what our program is all about in terms of the curriculum and the syllabus. Uh, We would also turn right around and uh, have an online uh, piece with dual enrollment. That means X number of days per week you would be plugging into our instructors or instruction and taking our particular course that you would get credit for. That's the reason that we want to go through Clark Atlanta University. So how long is it and how much does it cost? Well, Cost uh, is is variable depending on the need. Remember, one of the things that we're hoping to do is to basically uh, provide services to underserved and under-resourced students. So we will supplement uh, their education with sponsors who would be sponsoring them, as well as providing some scholarship uh, programming. 
So does the do the scholarship funds um, come from individual donors or is this through educational system? That, that's a great that's a great thing too. Part of the accreditation process allows us to basically uh, get guaranteed uh, funds from the U.S. Department of Education. So like financial aid. That's correct. Wow. Oh right, right. Yes. Because if you go through yes. the tracks and you're yes. fully accredited, yes. then you actually yes. have financial. Wow. Yes. That's right. That's yes. right. That's right. In addition to that, one of the things that uh, our governor Alex Ming has talked about is. Uh, there are banks, there are financial institutions who would be more than willing to co-sponsor these students mm. who would be brought into our uh, system. Wow. Because that's a really good. So access is a thing. Yes. Is this just for black students? Is this open to everybody? It's open to everybody. Okay. But I think our concern is primarily under-resourced underserved students right so we're we're an equal opportunity uh college university but our primary uh focus is going to be underserved and under-resourced students got it yes so we don't want the uh not necessarily you don't want but yes the the uh what do you call the kids that have born with the silver spoon in their mouth the, the prep well, school kids when you're not looking for the prep school kids i'm not saying that either but what <laughs> i want to say is is that our primary concern has to be at the direction of our governors is to focus on under-resourced, underserved children. Right, that's the access Kids. piece, right? Yes. It's like access and in, access and inclusivity. Yes. Right? Yes. And that's really That's what... how you get those federal funds anyway. Right. So, yeah. Oh, right, 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 yeah, right, right. Yeah, exactly. yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, we don't want to get in a box. That's exactly right. Yes. No, I get it. Sure. So... How, you start, how many kids are you hoping to start off with? Initially, we're talking about 150 students. 150 students. Yes. And you're intentionally going to Fulton County Schools, APS. Right uh, here in our backyard. Atlanta Public Schools, Fulton County Schools, Clayton County, Spalding, Spalding. County. Uh, we want to go as far out as we can here in Georgia in a lot of the urban centers. What's the reception been so far? Everywhere we've gone, uh, and we've gone to a whole lot of places, everybody is interested and everybody is signing on. They think it's something bright, light, it's something tight, it needs to happen, and it's going to basically change the game. Right, and yes. another way to put Atlanta on the map. All, all day, every day. So, what, yeah, and it, what's interesting about this, too, is that because, you know, school public schools are coming under fire for yes. all kinds of ways. Yes, that we've been doing traditional education, all the way from history, black yes. history, right? Yes. And money. Yes. And you don't know this about me, but one of the things that I talk about on and off is uh, this this financial education piece in young children. Like, I love that. I've even spoken to some school board members about, you know, partnering and figuring out what to do to make it mandatory to have financial education starting at the kindergarten yes. level, yes. right? Um, and so this piece is very near and dear to my heart because I believe this is where we as a people, and not just black people, I mean like everybody, like we get money wrong. Um, but I believe we get it wrong a lot of times because lack of access and lack of inclusivity. Absolutely. But your program takes the burden off of the public school system. Yes. Right? Yes. You know what I mean? If there, yes. if, if this is a place where people are saying, we want our kids to get this, and the public school is like, listen, we, we can't, we're not even offering PE. Right. <laughs> in some of these schools. But this 
this takes the burden off. It, 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 it just broadens the dual enrollment piece that exists presently in a lot of schools. Believe it or not, some of the public schools don't have are not as advanced as others in terms of a dual enrollment uh, program. Sure. So what we're attempting to do is to provide some additional alternatives to students who want to take uh, dual enrollment. And the other thing is, remarkably, the number of students who will qualify for this program, there are a whole lot of them, but they are not they're being underserved. Where are you guys in the space of uh, technical schools? Because I'm thinking of like Atlanta Tech, um, my friend um, Dr. Seals is yes. the president yes. over there. And she's been the president, I think, almost four years now. Yes. And what she has done yes. with that school has completely, I mean, she transformed yes. the way people think about a traditional technical school. Okay, so stay right there for a moment okay. because we have a president, the president of our college is Andre Brantley. And one of the things that Andre's been talking about as a visionary is to form partnerships not only with these technical colleges that are locally, but also taking our curriculum to those locations. Mm. And additionally, there are some Votech schools around mm. the state that mm-hmm. we would also be interested in going there also. Got it. So this is definitely something that's on your radar. Yes. Definitely on your radar. Okay, yeah, so this is, this is why it, it's so... Non-traditional. Yes. But it's it should be traditional. Like, this shouldn't be new. It, it shouldn't be new, but I think what's happening is, is that the educational, uh, the academic community, educational institutions are having to repurpose the way in which they go to market. And we're seeing it. Uh, now it's starting to happen, and, and so many things now are starting. I mean, COVID opened up the world, right? In yes, terms it did. Of how we need to do life different. It changed everything. It has changed every every single thing we do has been impacted by and, COVID. And you know what I want to share with people? It's not going to go back, y'all. That's right. It's never going to go say, back. Like, as soon as we get past nah, or when we go, nah. out, no, the norm. This is this, this is, is the, the norm. Normal, the new yeah. normal. This is the new normal. This is yes, it right here. Believe it or y'all not, y'all better strap in, yeah, get please, comfortable, please, because you're on a wild ride. Yeah, but we're gonna be. Better. We're gonna be better if we do it right. You better say it. We, you're gonna be better. We're gonna. I can't say it again. I, you know, I can only do it like twice. Okay, the third okay, time okay, is not okay, the charm. Okay. Okay. We got to take our last and final break, guys. Real 1100 AM is where it's at. Over the top with Michelle Taylor Willis is where it's at. All right, Michelle Dr. Taylor Willis. Prince Edward Owens the third, the leader's leader, the educational guru, the financial expert is where it's at. The question is, where are you? I hope you are where it's at. If you're not, you're uncool. That's I couldn't figure out oh, anything like else that. to go back on the backside of it. Guys, don't go anywhere. We'll be right back and we're gonna seal this thing up. Hang tight. We'll be right back. Michelle. 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 Take this one here for me and my DJ. Oh my gosh. It's almost six o'clock. And can you believe Dr. Prince Edward Owens the third? That it's been two hours? It's Does it feel real. like two hours? No, it doesn't feel like two hours at all. It just flew by, didn't yeah, it? Yeah, it did. It's partly because you're sitting across from my breath. No chair. doubt about it. <laughs> Guys, welcome back to our last and final segment on the Over the Top Show with Michelle Taylor Willis on Real 1100 AM. It can't get no realer than Dr. Owens, the leader's leader, the financial expert, the financial educator, the education guru, the French master, il parle français, juste oui. comme moi. 
which is crazy because, you know, I would have spoken French to him the whole thing, but nobody would have listened if we had done that. Okay, final thoughts. How do people find you? Um, how do people learn more about GIFT? How do they apply to get their kids in oh, this I like thing? It. I like, like all it. of this. First of all, go to giftedu.us. GIFT, G-I-F-T, E-D-U, dot U-S. Our 800 number, believe it or not, is 844-786-4438. You better go there. Oh, my God, you better go there. Yes. <laughs> let, let, oh, say yes again. Say yes, just, yes, No, 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 yes. you got to say yes. Yes. Oh, my gosh. Don't they have That's a nice it. voice? That's it. Yes. Listen, also go to info at edu.us. Come on, send us an email. Let us know you heard it. You're there. In fact, i tell you what I want to do. Okay. For the first 10 people, the first 10 people that just contact uh, Miss Michelle Taylor Willis, we're going to give 10 books away uh, on financial literacy. E. Donnell Smith. His book is called Common Man's Financial Guide. We're going to give it away. It's free. What? Oh, my oh, gosh. Yeah. That's so nice. It's the giving season. It's oh, Christmas. yeah. We're going to get Christmas. So, excuse me, the first 10 people that call, so that they can call, find me on Facebook, Either or. Instagram, wherever you find me, Michelle Taylor Willis, 1100 AM, uh, iHeart, whatever. Reach out to me. Yes. Say you heard Dr. Owens. Yes. On the show. Yes. You get, the first 10 people get. Common Sense, what's the name of the book? It's a, The Common Man's, uh, oh yeah, The Common's Man, wait a minute, wait, I'm all messed up. <laughs> the Common Man's Financial Guide. The Common Man's Financial, financial Guide. Financial Guide, yes. Ever, can I be one of the first it, it's done. people? I, yeah. I'm going to give them to the 10, but I'm going to give you yours too. Yours is free. <laughs> if not, oh yeah, Jarrell, my intern is like, hey, hey, wait. Uh, Jarrell, you got one too, so we're going to give <laughs> you, know, you 12. You know, I can share. I can read it first and then, you know, I can pass it to him. Just, you know, and it's COVID. Okay, okay, Supply okay, is crazy. Okay, you know okay, what I mean? Okay. You know, we don't want to take all the books, Jarrell. <laughs> Actually, how about this? You can read it first and then you pass it to me. Jeez, I'll pee, you know. People oh, won't wow. let you be nice to one. Wow, come on, man. They won't let you be nice. They won't let you be nice. Listen, I'm just trying to make you great. Yes. I'm just trying to make you great. No, we're going to do it. So, final thoughts. Like, people are walking away from over the top of Michelle Taylor Willis. You here today on Real 1100 AM. What's the, the biggest takeaway? The biggest takeaway today has to be the fact that GIFT is a brand new college. First of all, there are 58 colleges in Atlanta, metropolitan Atlanta. We're the newest one, making 59. We think that our curriculum and the syllabus and the opportunities that we offer span the age between 10, 9, 10-year-olds all the way up to 65 years of age. Join our college. It will change your life. What about if people want to teach right or be on staff you're not going to believe this we're looking for professors right now go to info right Mm -hmm. info at giftedu.us send us your resume we want it we're looking for professors right now what are the qualifications 
Well, if, if because we are a graduate level school, if you teach undergrad students, you can have a master's. If you want to teach graduate level students, you need a doctorate or a master's degree. But you have to have a master's just to get it. Absolutely. Got to have it. Dang it, that puts Please. me out. I wanted to teach all kind of thing about money. Well, you can. No, you don't want me to okay. teach anything about okay. money. Yes, yeah, not okay. Yeah, I like spending it. And oh that's no. As good as I get with it. Oh no. Listen, I know he's like, oh my gosh, you should be in school. <laughs> okay, Dr. Owens. Yes. Thank. This has been. Amazing. Yes. Like, I've learned so much listening to you, the statistics. I know the audience has been, I mean, um, just overwhelmed with incredible information. But what I like about what you gave us is that it's, applic- it's applicable. Yes. We can start to do some things differently now with our children, with the way we think, with how we yes. move with money. You know, sometimes you hear yes. stuff and you're like, oh, okay, that's great. And you go on about your day. But people, we now have been charged with action. Right. Mobilization, thinking differently, being intentional, not just for us, but for our children and their children. And every week on the Over the Top show with Michelle Taylor Willis, I give you examples of what finding your passion, fueling your passion, monetizing your passion looks like. There is a reason you were put on this earth. And if you can figure out why God, the universe, whatever your higher power is, mine is God. If you could figure out what he purposed you with, why you were put on this earth, surround yourself with people who are smarter than you that can help you monetize this vision and this passion and this purpose. I am promising you the world will be your oyster because every week, every Wednesday at four o'clock, I put somebody in front of you that is a living manifestation of what that looks like. So we know it's possible. So go out and do it. We are the manifestation of old prayers. We can't squander that opportunity and their, their responsibility. There's no excuse for it. I'm Michelle Taylor Willis. You've been listening to Over the Top. I'm here every Wednesday at 4 p.m. on Real 1100 AM Radio, iHeart Radio, all the things. But right now, I am out. You've been Over the Top with Michelle Taylor Willis. Tune in every Wednesday at 4 p.m. on The Real 1100. Night, Michelle.